Hi, I'm Zach, and uh, I don't have a joke today. I'm just pure excited. Do you ever have like, a joke, I'm though? So ex- no, I have terrible <laughs> jokes. I have awful jokes at the beginning, but I'm like just excited. Like I'm spinning my wheels. When I was writing this episode, I'm like, oh, I'm so pumped okay. to talk about this. Well, my name's Caitlin, and I'm the CEO of UFOs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. sense. I get it. It doesn't make sense, but it was, I had 30 seconds before this show to come up with something. By my standards, that's a great one. Okay, You great. know, like by, yeah, by by my terrible, if you listen to any other ones of ours, like, I mean, it, that's a good one. I wish I was more involved in the UFO community because then it would really make sense. Like, I am the CEO of this, but um, unfortunately... <laughs> I would actually argue that you're the CEO of UFOs, so. Uh, no, I'm like the data analyst mm. of CEOs, but um, I will say that's a good one because I'm going to be putting you in some roles today where you can act as the CEO of UFOs. Okay. So it's very fitting okay. to our, our concept today. Um, but with that, welcome to Manipulating the Masses. Don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. All right. Caitlin. Mm Mm-hmm. Today's episode is going to be a follow-up on one of our first ever podcasts that we Mm -hmm. uh, launched uh, almost two years ago, if you can believe it. We've been doing, I know, I went back and checked the date in about two months. Oh my God. It'll be our two-year anniversary. Oh my God. I I can't believe it. I know. I feel like... Me either. It's... Oh God, I might be digging myself a hole here, but like we haven't done this consistently for the past six months. So I just feel like we haven't been doing it for two years at all, but it has been two years. Well, shout out to baby Caitlin and baby Zach, (laughs) the OG UFO episode. Yeah, I feel the same. You know, we we also run a business, so sometimes it gets to a day where we're like, "Yo, we don't have time to write the script, produce it, edit it, get the content, film it, no, whatever." It's like, getting like, harder Yo. and harder. But I will say that yeah. this is my favorite part of the entire week. So I say this every time, Me but too. we need to we need to do this. So yeah, yeah. Well, we're working. At we're it, working. You know, cut ourselves some slack. Yeah, you know, compassion. People, leave them wanting more. Mm. You know, leave the audience wanting more. But um, in today's episode, uh, then now if you didn't listen to the original episode two years ago, that's okay. We have a lot of new followers since then. Um, I won't even say recommend to go listen to. I it wouldn't either. It one of our first, <laughs> it was like choppy. Is it, but if you want to laugh and see how the 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 minimal progress we've made over the last two years, it might be a good. Comparison, I'd say the but. biggest leap of progress we've made is I've bought a new microphone. I don't think <laughs> our uh, data research has gotten has improved. <laughs> No, no, I, I think just we're still new microphones. From the hip. Yeah. Yep, yep. I remember that one. I did like my gamer headset microphone. So like you know, there's there's minimal improvement. Yeah, same uh, shitty data, excellent mm-hmm. microphones. Same, just from the cuff. Yeah. But same banter, baby. That yeah. that that's what carries us. Yeah. Um. 
But that original episode was all about comparing, like, uh, you know, the government's uh, UFO PR strategy, uh, using disinformation, using lots of different PR tactics that we see in the corporate world running marketing, uh, and the same way to control the narrative of UFOs for the American public. Um, so we, we analyzed that. We had some fun with that. But we're revisiting it this week. And because just, I was just oh, to go, recap go uh, the last episode or not the last episode, but the last UFO episode we did is basically government just pled the fifth was like, this mm-hmm. isn't a thing. We plead the fifth. This is a big nothing place. There you go. I saved you guys um, a half an hour, uh, 45 minutes of listening. <laughs> <laughs> government just pleads the fifth. But, so what do we got today? We have another. Yeah, we have another 45 minutes for you because there was I was nerding out with you earlier this week and we decided we needed to do a follow up because there was some big news, major, major news in this narrative that we had talked about. Um, A high level government whistleblower, very high level, came forward this week uh, claiming that the U.S. government has for the last 80 years run a secret U.S. retrieval program. UFO retrieval program, apologies, uh, and collects both crashed and landed craft of non-terrestrial origin. So this is a government whistleblower saying the U.S. government has retrieved both crashed, landed, partial, and intact crafts that are definitively not from this earth. Um, And from, he goes on to claim, intelligent species uh, in his interview, that's set to drop in News Nation to, on Sunday. Uh, so it, I think two days before we release this one, he it, he essentially says, "Yeah, we are not alone," um, and it's definitive proof. Of, well, he has. I think I also want to clarify proof. that UFO strictly means unidentified foreign object or flying object. Flying correct. Object. Yeah. Yes. So when I hear yes. UFO, I think aliens, but the correct uh imagery should just be an uh object a craft it's a craft yeah Yeah, it's a craft yeah Yeah. and we will actually we're gonna be touching on that later today because there is a branding exercise that i'm gonna have us running into where now the formal name that they use is uap which is unidentified aerial phenomenon so why you gotta change it ufo is so good why you gotta rebrand why well, we'll talk about why okay. we got a rebrand. Did yeah, we upset someone? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think they listened to our episode and they were like, yo, these guys are onto us. We need to uh, fully, fully rebrand. Um, but like like I said, the, this is big news. Guys coming out as a whistleblower saying that the government has alien craft that they know is not from this earth. Um Wild, wild stuff. But Caitlin, as you explained, I, I'm a big nerd about this. I'm like in the forums all the time uh do you have like any gut reactions to this update or are you like skeptical of like "Mm, i gotta know more about this guy i gotta know more about what he's saying i think to be honest uh... it's not that groundbreaking to me because like i i think just everyone has known like that these things do (laughs) exist and so for someone to come out and be like yep you guys were right it's kind of like okay well that's not the greatest update i i want to see a body i want to see an alien body and then that news will shake me to my core now, he did say in his interview, they've been releasing snippets prior to this big interview because it basically like broke 
a few sites on online, like because of all this traffic they're getting to it. I think you and um, I visit different sites. All of my sites we were <laughs> well functioning. Trust me, I'm we we share the the M and P our company's Instagram, and Caitlin is in charge of who we follow. And your the company's feed versus my personal feed. We live in two alternate realities. Let me tell you that. I don't. I, I told you the other week. I don't know how many fashion weeks are going on, but it just seems in perpetuity there is a fashion week every week. There's somewhere in the world there is a fashion week going on. I don't get it. But that's I'm the UFO world. You're the fashion world. We, we'll just, this is what we'll I bring to this relationship. It. It's yeah, 50-50. We'll appreciate it. Exactly. 50-50. We'll appreciate each other's niches from the outside and make comments on that. So I'm with you. Like, uh, I think a lot of people are warming to the idea of, you know, as the science comes out and it's trickling. Um, I always think back to uh, Orson Welles, like, drop this War of the Worlds radio episode. I think it was like in the 20s or 30s. Where it was this, you know, it was it was designed to be a drama, but it was this radio program that was like reporting on aliens from Mars landing, and like people panicked, like they were running in the streets. They didn't understand that it was fiction, and they were like running in the streets, panicking. And so, like there, there's this old stigma of that people would just freak out if there was aliens. And now I think nowadays we'd be like, yo, it'd shake us, but we get it. You know, right. There's been too much um, narrative throughout the years for us to all of a sudden be like, oh, my God, there are actually UFOs. It's like we've kind of yeah. already known. Wild. Yep. OK, so I like it. I yeah. like your perspective. But I think this this topic is going to get beat to death all over. It's it's starting to trickle into mainstream news. I thought we would beat it to the punch. But, you know, those people work fast over there. Um, so it is starting to trickle. I think it's going to be talked about quite a bit. Um, but I thought from our perspective as marketing professionals and, and in, in tying to the topic of this podcast, uh, I'll put you in some situations as a marketing representative for different perspectives of this, uh, of this story and we'll build some strategies, I think, which would be interesting because I don't think this story's over yet by any means. So helping people determine what marketing tactics to look out for from the whistleblower side, from the government side, and from the community side as a whole, kind of predicting what they will do by building our own strategies, mm. um, which I think will be fun. Um, and, and, and I think it'll be useful as well, because like it or not, I do think, like any story, marketing plays a big deal, mm. right? It's how do you get visibility? How do you get traffic? How do you uh, spin narrative? And um, what's the media plan? Where do you put out your story to get the most leverage? Things that we do for our clients all the time. So let me give you a background. This is like our discovery meeting. When we meet a new client and a client approaches us and says, hey, we want you to do marketing, we always have a discovery meeting, right, Caitlin? Um, so I'm treating this. I just saw your eyes glaze over. <laughs> it's... It's it's eight thirty a.m. your time on a Friday. I just saw Kate. I just, just hope like, I can. Right. I hope I can deliver what you're asking for. You will. I've made the prompts. I know you well enough. I've made the prompts okay. well enough in your wheelhouse that you can speak to them. Broad enough that we can speak to them. Um, so okay, let me give you a little background discovery. Little background on this whistleblower story. Um, David Grush uh, is a highly decorated. 
U.S. intelligence officer. What he did was file a whistleblower protection complaint. Mm -hmm. So basically what he's saying with the inspector general, which the inspector general uh, registered as credible and urgent. Mm -hmm. um, and he, what he's claiming is that the U.S. military has been illegally withholding information about this UFO crash retrieval program from Congress and the American people. So they've been illegally holding questions for now. Yes. Number one, I know that being an official whistleblower actually has some legal backing to it. Can you explain what a whistleblower, like the protection that a whistleblower has? Exactly. Great question. So um, they are represented by a lawyer. This is a legal process. Um, he is essentially claiming that he he's he's battling against being reprimanded against or or having some, uh, I guess, he said he's been harassed by other government officials as he's been working on this and collecting information. Mm. So basically this official complaint is trying to make it public and make Congress aware mm. that uh, he is blowing the whistle, that there is something illegal going on in the government, and he gets certain protections from that. So it's essentially making it public. It's essentially saying he can't be reprimanded, he can't be fired, he can't be, you know, okay. there is some legal backing right and this so is he can't be fired exactly i mean it's kind of a double-edged yeah because he probably wants like, to leave <laughs> he left yeah he left already but he like, can't but be like sued is... or thrown in jail exactly. i mean i don't exactly. know exactly okay exactly it's basically giving him because a lot of this stuff is still classified information it's giving him credence to give some of that classified information to congress mm. without being you know filed as espionage okay. or you okay. know it's basically saying hey i'm gonna give some nuggets of classified information to people who hold this clearance okay that i haven't been explicitly yes you can give them this information my next um, question is yeah. why is it illegal to withhold information from the public great question so it is um they've they've rolled out a new program which is like this uap task force ufo task force right um as part of that there are taxpayer dollars and Congress gets insight into what they're doing. Now there's two segments, there's public hearings and then there's classified hearings that they have to give Congress. Classified hearings are like, you have to give Congress all the information that they're asking, right? And then there's public there's public hearings that is essentially, hey, like this stuff is unclassified. Um, we do it for the public so the the public knows because it's our taxpayer dollars that are paying for this program. Okay. So it's two levels of accountability. Okay. So right? when for taxpayer dollars are involved, then Congress has the right to know about classified information and they have exactly. to be exposed to all of the information. They can't just pick and choose what information they release. Okay. Exactly. So if Congress essentially, when the people in Congress have this level of clearance, top secret clearance or whatever it mm -hmm. is these people have, um, if they're asking for information from the military, uh, they have to provide it. Gotcha. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Like you have to provide all the information because there needs to be oversight, right? The American public is a little more like we don't have top secret clearance, so they could classify it as like it's a national security mm -hmm. to keep this secret. Mm -hmm. So, but there is he he rolled in the American people as well because there are things that. Um, are not classified that they have been withholding and segmenting and hiding. Um, so basically he's saying, moreover, it's Congress is the big one. 
um, okay. but the American people as well. Good. Great question. Look at you coming back. The glaze is gone. The glaze is gone. <laughs> well done. Well done. So um, to give some background on this guy, uh, he was an intelligence officer for 15 years, um, worked in some of the like most top secret programs in Afghanistan and you know all over the world. Um, but then he was the co-lead for this task force, this UFO task force for the government. He was like the co-lead. Um, and he was in charge of analyzing all the data and video of people claiming these UFO um, encounters, right? Um, and he stated in his filing that he's been approached by numerous other officers, former and current, that worked in this retrieval program. Um, and they say that, hey, they want this information out, uh, but they can, it's classified and their higher ups are hiding it. They're making sure that Congress and nobody, not even the president, knows about this stuff. They're, it's like high level secretive. And he's faced, as you said, threats and repercussions for trying to bring this to light, which is why he filed the whistleblower. OK, another question. Yeah, hit me again. We're, this is a discovery call. So, you know, it's like a discovery meeting. You got to poke and prod to get your marketing uh, tactics right. If yeah. the UFO was set, uh, sorry, if there was a task force, an entire task force set for UFO discoveries, isn't everybody kind of already aware that UFOs are, they exist? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're putting so, an entire task force together. So, like, why is this news to anybody that, like, why was the government trying to withhold this information? It was kind of like, we set together an entire task force to tell us more about these things. And the government's like, no, these don't you exist. Asking, you are asking such good questions. Thank you. So, um, you're on fire. So, uh, they've had this task force. They released these famous videos in like 2016, 2017 of like these videos that the military is like, we don't know what these are, mm. but it's always been like a, we don't know. Mm -hmm. So the task force was, was framed as like, they've released like other encounters where they're like, we don't know what this is, but they framed it as this could be China. This could be Russia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This could be some other adversary that has superior technology to us. So it, they've always steered clear mm -hmm. of saying this is from another planet. They've been like, we just don't know. But this could be other countries. Okay having this type of technology okay so that's right? the that's the bread and butter right there is like now this whistleblower is saying we do in fact know that this is from a another world mm -hmm. okay 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 so yep. that's it it's not that the fact that like we were trying to withhold the government was trying to withhold that there was unidentified flying object i mean it's fucking in the name yep okay yep. So they, they're there to study it for national security purposes. They're okay. like, we need to know, you know, we need to control the airspace around us. Okay. Um, but now this guy's saying, yeah, these it's are otherworldly. not from okay. this earth. Okay. Yeah, like Tell me they more. Are clear, they are clearly built from, and he says they know that because these craft have been constructed at a molecular or like the atom level. Like they can tell, they can do analysis and like it's built atom by atom which is far beyond our capabilities. I know, crazy, right? That's far beyond our capabilities now. Like, instead of building things with sheets of metal, like, they construct it atom by atom. No. They're able to tell. I yeah. can just see, like, wow. I can see 
the way you're talking about building it atom by atom is like literally with uh, tweezers and just somebody yep, just like, like constructing. Placing to, to the atom. Yeah. So how wild. big are these extraterrestrials, do we think, if they're like tweezing atoms together to build an entire UFO? Yeah. Uh, it's so are they tiny? Years, so... <laughs> There is there is so much speculation on that. So the original article didn't go into talking about bodies or recovered anything, but they released a snippet of his interview that's coming out on Sunday on News Nation, where essentially he's like, yeah, when you find crashed, you know, vehicles, typically there's pilots. And that's as far as he went. Like he was like, typically you're going to find pilots of these vehicles right so that's all he said is like he's he didn't go further than that but he went like that is i'm i'm still stuck on the atom by atom building process like how big are atoms very tiny oh i mean in a in a pin of a head there's millions and millions of atoms right like in in the uh, like in the pin in a pinhead, there's millions. So, of atoms. how are like pilots? I assume are the size of humans, give or take. How are these pilots take. constructing these things? I don't get it. Uh, it's it's technology that, but that's how they know that it's not from this earth. Okay, right? but how it's do they like, know? <laughs> They can do, uh, uh, you, you can do molecular analysis on anything now. Like we have different microscopes and like e- readers that will basically tell you from any little scrap of metal, like the molecular compounds and how it's constructed. Right. And there are, there's ways that we're getting very sciencey on this marketing. All the marketing people are just tuning the fuck, skipping ahead right now. But they, um, they, they're able to tell, like, there are naturally occurring, like a sheet, like of iron. You can tell that it's naturally occurring. It's just like you're constructing it out of iron. And then you can tell the difference because the way the molecules are structured, like that they built them. But an iron, but iron is still made out of atoms. It's still made out of atoms, but naturally occurring atoms. Naturally right? occurring like atoms. Like, like you can tell when something just naturally, like you can find iron in the ground, right? Like it occurs naturally on this earth. And then you can tell when oh. something is like constructed, like because it's so perfectly symmetrical oh. and all the molecules are just like okay. perfectly okay. placed, okay. right? Yep, I'm with you. So they, that's how they tell the difference. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's a wild story, Caitlin. Um, I I recommend like, if you, if you want to read, if that conversation interested you, the the story on the debrief.org, uh, ran, it's so fascinating. News Nation is running this big interview on Sunday. So I'll be watching News Nation for the first time ever trying to pick up what this guy's laying down. But I, I, debrief.org, go read it. How reputable are these sites? Debrief.org. The debrief, I actually, it's one of my favorite sites. Um, I frequent it quite a bit. Um, It covers, I mean, it covers like UFO. uh, It covers like military new technology. It's very like future centric uh, publication, but it's been around for a long time. And it's reputable? And the actual, 
reputable, but actually the uh, reporters that broke this, Leslie Keen and Rod Blumenthal, um, were the ones that broke the story in 2016, uh, where they posted on the New York Times mm. um, okay. that the government had this secret UFO program and they released the videos. Okay. Of, so like they so reputable like, reporters. They're like all-star UFO reporters. Like they're they're published in Washington Post and New York Times. Like they're they're very very high level reporters. Okay. And they're the ones okay. doing this. And they've thrown a lot of cold water on the speculation. Like, is there bodies? Like he the guy said in the interview, yes, but they're like he never talked to us about it. They've done their research. They've talked to other officials. Other officials like rave about this guy, David Grush. They're like he's so like beyond reproach. Like he is. His reputation's intact. We know him as like a straight shooting, um, high level guy, and now he's coming out. So that's okay. why it's kind of blown up. What was his title situation. in this task force? What was he responsible for doing? He, he was the co lead okay. of this task force. So he was like uh, two two people at the top. He was like the leader of this task force. Okay. Right. Um, so he was really his role was in charge of collecting the data, mm-hmm. analyzing the data. And then he actually provided briefings for a number of years for Congress and the House. So he was in charge of like writing the briefings okay. as well. So he was, you know, centerpiece of this whole operation. And he has now come out and said, we have alien craft that's kind of like rocked the world. So let's have some marketing fun. Is there any more science questions? No. I could I could talk for the full 45 minutes about that. Your questions. I'd love like even a little bit of interest in this. Um, so I will take it. I have nobody else to talk to this about, Caitlin. Everybody else just rolls their eyes. And I'm like, all right. I pick up on the social cues. I'm like, okay, let's talk about Rihanna's halftime Super Bowl show rather than is there intelligent life somewhere else on this in this universe? But Rihanna. That, but Rihanna, cool. Okay, yeah, we could. Taylor Swift broke up with what's his face. Like, all right, well let's done. have a full conversation. Well done. Well, yeah. See, like that. But that's because other people will talk to me about it, and I'm just like, is there other intelligent life in this universe, and do they know about us, and are we aware of them? That's so but much Rihanna. More interesting conversation. But Rihanna, Rihanna just takes it over. Anyway, anyway, let's let's dial it back to marketing, right? Uh, that's what we're here for. So, um. For our purposes, I'm going to shift this discussion Mm -hmm. and let's do some marketing. I had a lot of fun doing uh, kind of like sample marketing strategy conversations with you. You're coming from the branding side, the creative side. I'm coming from the the data and how we implement this side. So I have these broken out into three categories. Um, Let's talk about tone that we would take that we would take when put in these positions. Let's talk about a rough media plan. How do we get our message out? And then uh, let's try to provide like a snack statement that we do in PRs, like the one line to digest our strategy as a whole. So, Caitlin, you're hired. Your new role. um, Your new role. Well, actually, before I get into that, I do have a question that I wanted to ask you. as our resident, you're not like a skeptic skeptic, but does this story, do you see any holes in it? Like do, if you're coming at it from like the perspective side, do you see any like You answered all it? my questions. I think I yeah. tried to poke holes in them. And uh, I think you explained away the Adam discussion, which had me, <laughs> my mind was boggled. Wild. 
Um, and although it probably wasn't like a hundred percent scientifically correct, it was enough to make me, you know, move on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a, I I wouldn't claim to be a scientist from anyone. I've just like read about it. I'm like, that is fascinating. You know, how do you tell? Cause I had the same question. How do you tell if something's not of this world? Right? Like, how do you determine that? Um, right. So I think that was my biggest skepticism. And then the other thing is, why is this such a big deal? And I think you did a good job of explaining that away too. It's the fact that this is otherworldly instead of just like, we've always known that there's unidentified foreign objects, flying objects. This is otherworldly. So, um, so I think there were holes in it, but you explained it away enough to where I can move on. Okay. Well, let's keep that whole mentality because you have been hired as the government spokesperson representing the military. Uh, You are in charge of uh, counteracting these claims, which are some big claims. He is saying that you illegally withheld information. Oh, I wish I was on the other side. We'll do the other side. It's more fun to do the other side, but let's do the let's do the not fun side. We'll flip we'll flip roles. Um, but uh, this is uh, you are there's claims that you illegally withheld information and you uh, know where the alien crafts are, but mm-hmm. you got to make sure that the people uh, mm-hmm. don't. It's your job to keep it secret. So um, you're you're calling a press conference. Let's mm-hmm. talk about tone mm-hmm. as far as marketing and what to expect from the government on this. They've released a few statements saying they don't know. Uh, you know, we don't know of anything of extraterrestrial. They basically just flat out denied, but they have not uh, attacked this guy. They have not directly attacked him. They have not. So, what tone? Do you strike? Yeah. Uh, do you attack him? Yeah. Do you focus on like the retaliation part of the, uh, to like deflect from the UFO part? Or mm-hmm. do you just remain silent and hope that this fizzles out? Yeah. I, I you think you already said it. I would attack his character. And I think, um, you know, these reporters are banking on the fact that he is an authority to some degree. He's the co-lead mm-hmm. on a UFO task force so i would just try to discredit him whether that's in his personal life you know like you you go at it from a political standpoint you know like when Mm. campaign opponents are fighting each other you're like well he has infidelity and then all of a sudden people's or he he uh cheated on his wife and then all of a sudden people's gaze is towards the infidelity and they completely forget about the ufo conversation so redirecting the conversation towards diminishing his character that's what i would do i think that's a i think the redirection is key yeah right like that's what i'm gonna look for with from the government because that's the 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 blanket marketing statement yeah i think it gets touchy attacking him because it's like that's what they've done in the past and i do think as to your point like people are like yeah we had like there's ufos everybody knew that Mm -hmm. right like that's not you don't need to attack him about that but i would my strategy would be like redirect Mm -hmm. to say to say hey the government has not retaliated we're not threatening him like focus on that aspect not less on the content say hey we have not threatened this guy this claim is is not urgent at all there have been no attacks against him he's a he's free to say what he wants Mm. we're as a government 
not here to so uh, you would take a passive approach yeah whereas i would would, take an aggressive approach yeah i think you you just go after him but i think people would expect that right Mm. like i think to throw cold water on it just direct the conversation to be like how would we retaliate what Mm. threats would we make this is ridiculous we are not making any threats this guy's just trying to get in the news that's where the he's like He's he quit his job in government. Now he's trying to get speaking engagements mm-hmm. and money from UFO conferences. Uh, we wouldn't threaten him. Well, this, I think in a way that does also make him look a little bit crazy. Not crazy to the extent, but just like yeah, this guy wants attention. He can have it. He mm-hmm. can have his attention. We're not gonna we're not gonna say anything about it. We're not gonna uh, give life to these claims. We're just gonna let him do his thing. Although I think you have to take into consideration the authority that he does have. And now he has like two very reputable reporters behind him. And I just look at like, I don't know, I look at other movements that have started like all at the New York Times, like the Me Too movement, where it's like one 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 reputable reporter gets a hold of a story and then all of a sudden you have celebrities claiming it you have everybody kind of bandwagoning on this but maybe that's yeah. what he's missing he he doesn't have people who can latch onto these claims he's kind of just a man in isolation and i think very similar to like snowden it's like people were very yeah. interested at the beginning but then interest faded off or petered off and Now nobody talks about it. And it's just like, okay, cool. You know, it it happened. It was newsworthy for 15 minutes and then nobody Mm -hmm. cares. Uh, I'm, I think that's spot on because I have been likening this, following this to the Snowden releases. Um, Now what I think they're doing, and if we're prepping on the government side for PR, what I think they're doing is similar to Snowden. If you remember when like the Snowden information came out at the start, it was like a little piece, like the government has been spying on people in the Bahamas, <laughs> the government. And then the, a few days later, the government has been spying, like taking Verizon customers information. Yeah. It's just like parceled out little by little. Yeah. So it keeps the public engaged. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden Snowden blows up and it's, you know, an international story. And then once that happens, it peters out. Yeah. Right? And now like, it's kind of like a running joke. It's like, yeah, the government is tracking me. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. it, they, yeah, it, just, like it that is our it. way of life. It's Big Brother. That's the era that we're living in. Um, so I almost feel like this could be the same way. And I asked you at the very beginning, it's like, what's the big deal? Like, we've already known mm. that there's UFOs. So I think a lot of the public mentality, those who don't subscribe to debrief.org, like you, <laughs> are going to say that. Like, what's the big deal? We've always known that there's aircrafts. And to really yeah. like engage in the conversation and get to the meat of it, you're gonna have to like poke and prod and ask the right people and read the right articles. And people just don't have the capacity to do that. People are not that interested. I agree. I agree. There's a small community interested, but the general public is not that interested. So yeah, I think you're actually right. You know, like for me, I'm a vindictive woman and I try to <laughs> take down his character. You know, if I were the government, I'd just try to say, well, look at how many, like whatever, 20 year olds he's sleeping with. Um, but I think <laughs> the government- I, I just like, I feel like I just heard all of your exes throughout the history just nodding in approval. Like, oh, they're dead. They're like, six feet oh, under. Yeah. 
they don't exist anymore. That's the that's the that's the vindictiveness. They you've wiped them. So that would be my second approach. <laughs> No, seriously, just fucking, I know, just like Marilyn Monroe him and OD him, you know, and be like, this guy was addicted to drugs. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, this is, um, I agree, because like this is part of his motivation for coming out as a whistleblower is like public perception. Like nothing can happen to me now. If something happens to me, like my name is in the public sphere. Yeah. There yeah. will be, uh, there will be, at least be follow ups. Because, you know, I think it, it, it speaks to your point. This just draws back to the article that as far as like the de- debrief.org publishing is, the, the big story has been the Washington Post was they pitched it to the Washington Post initially, but they were taking too long mm. to, to like get Fact. everything published. And this David Gresh guy was feeling the pressure. He was like, hi, I'm getting retaliation. Like, I'm getting strange calls about FBI raids. Like, I am, like, as his stuff. So he's like, we need to, like, publish this. Like, he was pressuring the reporters, like, yo, I need to get out there because I'm facing this heat. And so that's why they went with the debrief. Mm. Um, not saying the debrief didn't do their fact checking. Yeah. But the debrief was more like, all right, we'll get this up fast. Um, yeah. So I think you're right. Just kind of like, I think the biggest thing you said as far as our tactic of tone is create him as this isolated individual. Don't let people bandwagon on, right? Like let him be the sole public informant. Everybody's saying he has sources. Multiple people have talked to them, but those are just in the ether. He can say that all he wants. Let this guy be isolated. Mm -hmm. Let him Mm -hmm. just waffle away. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next step, we have our tone, isolate him, uh, make him out. Don't attack him. Maybe attack him a little bit, but um, what's, what's our media plan? If we're the government, how do we get, how do we trump his messaging? How do we overcome his, his messaging? What tactics do we use? Like in the current media landscape, there's so many niche blogs and publication sites. What's our tactic for for maximizing our visibility of our messaging? I know it's kind of tough because here's an example. You found out about this news story. I had no idea about this news story. So this mm-hmm. still is not a conversation amongst the general public. So you can't just like hand it off to the speaker of the house and like t- tell her to make a statement or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You have to, I think, play to the same level of what am I trying to say? Like the same level of media. So if, if the story isn't out on New York times, don't go to New York times. The story's out on debrief.org. Maybe go to debrief.org. I don't know. I don't know. Help me explore that. Yeah, no, I think you're on the right tactics for me. If we're coming at it from the government, you and I are working at it what's in our power is we do have that direct line of access to these big name publications, the post, the times, the, you know, all we to not, and even TV news outlets, right? Like we have access and we have reporters clamoring to get information from us. Yeah. But if, if they hadn't published a story already on it, then why mm -hmm. put it out there? why draw attention to the topic because right now it's on a very niche site about future the future the niche site is like futuristic topics why bring it into something that everybody reads on a daily basis 
That's a, I think that's an incredible point. Um, what I would do maybe with these big name publications is give them something else. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Right? There you go. There like it is. Bury it. There it is. Um, there it is. Use your contacts. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, tinfoil hat, my tinfoil hat on for 30 <laughs> seconds, like the news that came in yesterday was Trump getting indicted yes. again on federal charges, right? Yeah. Like maybe Ooh. a leak of that nature to take up the national conversation yeah. and bury this story yeah. as much as you can. That, there it Let is. It that's a, that's the press the tactic ether. is bury the story. Yeah. 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 And then I think you have it in your backup. If they do start picking it up, you isolate them. You're like, there is no way we retaliate against whistleblowers. Like, this guy has not faced any threats. This this complaint he filed is bogus. Like, there is nothing that we've done wrong. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then give them something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Can, can we define that in, like, a snack statement? Because, like you said, the general public isn't going to dive in deep to molecularly. I'm struggling with that word Yeah, you today. are. Adam structure of uh u.s craft they're not gonna read the science um is there anything that you give them is there a snack statement that you can provide like like one liner on this on this tactic that we're building it for these niche publications like what's your response do you just say we don't comment uh not a no comment just like say that these claims are not true without saying these claims are not true. So the not true part, like, I think that's a little bit bold, but if you can kind of build some fluff around that, where it's like, these claims are not uh, credible or, or, or whatever, pick us. Sed- yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think the keyword is complaint. This complaint is not credible. Uh, like, fuck the, fl- fuck the claim. Did I say right? keywords? Like, just- no. No. Okay, good, no. good, 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 good. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I would have, my ears would have perked up if you said keywords. I would have been like, oh, my Pick time. Pick a keyword. To, what happens in, yeah, it's <laughs> what happens in meetings. Like, uh, I'll zone out and then you'll be like, oh, we could pick some keywords. And I'm like, oh, my time to shine. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, for me, it's making the claims, like saying this, this complaint, it has no validity mm-hmm. to it, that there has been no threats. There has been no... Mm-hmm you know, repercussions for him coming out. Yeah. And that's what you, you yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. Just yeah. say, this whistleblower, he can say what he wants, but mm-hmm. there's no threat against this man. Yeah. Um, he's just trying to get publicity. Yeah. All right. Um, let's flip sides now. Mm-hmm real quick for a little bit. Um so we're on we're now we're fired from the government, hired onto David David uh what's his last name? David Grush, sorry, uh, David Grush's uh, PR team. He's like, I want to maximize my visibility. Like, I am under threat. I am coming public. I've worked in the government. I'm now coming against the government. How do I maximize my visibility to doing this? So what's our tone? Well, it's interesting because I wanted to take this side initially because I do look at other movements like the Me Too movement, and it's like, okay, just – they already built the formula for it. Just rinse and repeat. Mm. Yeah. But. And what's that formula? But now? Exactly. Formula? But as I was talking through that before on the governmental side, I realized that he's an isolated case. He doesn't have anybody. There's nobody to bandwagon off of like, oh, yeah, they built this structure and it's anatomically correct or like built with atoms, mm. like individual atoms mm. are pieced together. Um 
he doesn't have yeah. anybody to support his claims. Whereas the Me Too movement, so the Me Too movement all started with reputable reporters going to the New York Times. Um, and then celebrities were involved. So as soon as celebrities were involved, other people felt confident and comfortable to speak up about their own experiences. So it trickles yeah. down from the public eye to uh, you know individual household where everyone was talking about, oh yeah, I've also been assaulted to some degree. And I think the word assault um, kind of uh, took yeah. a new life of its own where it's like, you don't necessarily okay well now i'm going down the me too movement but anyways it took a but life think, of its own yeah, i think there's good points and so i i think that's the formula right there however uh so let's talk through this help me work this through is um you know he goes to a reputable reporter they publish it on i would say okay even though the debrief.org site is what you call reputable and you would say it's reputable <laughs> i've never heard of it and so the, it's still a niche. It's, it's a, a niche. niche it's a reputable yeah. niche site. And so I think maybe a niche site breaking this news story wasn't totally the way to go. I think maybe I he should agree. have waited until Washington Post could have fact checked. I mean, if he felt his life was in danger, then there's nothing you can do about that. But I think maybe publishing on this niche site um, diminished the weight that it could have held. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree with you. Um, if we were on his team in the lead up to this, yeah, um, I think publishing the debrief is a site known for pro UFO. You know, like they they are. Yeah, like, they're they're very. So it doesn't come as a shock to, then, because it's exactly. like yeah, they've been publishing pro UFOs for the past twenty years. Of course, they're going to yeah. publish this story. They're eager to have some validity to their claims. Um, and not only that, like when they publish this, because it is a, a big topic for a lot of people, the site crashed multiple times throughout the day. This is not a publication built for mm, that kind of traffic yeah, and interest, yeah. right? So like they're not structured. Having the site crash as you're dropping this. Um, and not only that, but like his interview is an exclusive with this like news nation uh like I've never heard of them before this day. Like these are two, yeah, they're yeah, using two yeah. really obscure yes. uh, media platforms to get this messaging out. And I don't think it's going to work in their favor. Right. You know, yeah. Edward Snowden used the guardian and like one of the most reputable organizations, like media organizations across the globe. Right. Like you need to be patient. Yeah. And, yeah. Wait for the right. So I would I would say that I don't know. I think we go back to your question. So let's yeah, talk through. I think we, through. we covered the media plan. Like the media plan is, hey, there's no other option. Like there are things you can do. I mean, Edward Snowden hid in a Hong Kong hotel for, you know, three weeks while doing this. So he could, you know, get his information out there while they were figuring out who was causing these leaks. Like, you know, there are things you can do if you're feeling under threat. Um, but... That's the media plan. You got to go big names. You yeah, gotta big go names. reputable sources. Yeah. You just, you got to wait it out. And I know? don't think that at this point, like if the Guardian or New York Times can break the story, then they don't want it. The story's already broken. It's already yeah. out there. So you're just the New York, at that point. Yeah, the New York mm -hmm. Times doesn't want it. Unless something, you, uh, the, the, the information's I mean, already out there. 
Yeah, I, I agree because it's like you're getting residual traffic, right? Like, like if you were the one to break this story, you're getting all the views, mm -hmm. you're getting all the ad revenue. Mm -hmm. Like, it's in their interest to do it right mm -hmm. and generate a bunch of traffic. So maybe but, as a yeah. PR team, like, I would try to get this story on news conglomerate sites. So, mm. like, if people have Yahoo News as their homepage, which a lot of people do, you know, or just some sort Weird. of, like news site as their homepage that comes up every time they use the internet. Um, yeah. just try to get it on a conglomerate, um, hit up, I don't know. Yeah. Any, where do people get their news? Boom. Where do people get their news nowadays? I mean, social media, social media. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that was my thing was like, why not get a bank of prominent? Yep social yep. you know people yep. not even in the space but just prominent social people that put out content about current events about updates and utilize their network rather than exactly these half you know and, niche publications and that's where the me too movement also picked up a lot of steam was everybody going to social media and posting about their experience so it didn't yeah. happen because the reporters broke the story. It happened because people were r rinse and repeating it uh, throughout social yeah. media. So if we could like, if we could get enough interest on social media to where like, fuck Jerry starts building memes <laughs> off of this and people are like, what is yes. this meme about? And then they go and research yes. the story. That's how it picks up steam. I know. I, I think I saw like Barstool Sports did like a short little video on it, right? And I, but I think you start yeah. with that shit. Yeah. Right? Like get these big internet publications, yeah. like social media yep. publication houses yep. to and be like, hey, we'll give you this. You'll get so much traffic, followers, interest, engagement. We're going to give you this and then just let it amplify itself. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. I, yep. I'm with you. What about the tone though? What do we think? What do we think? Is it because like right now his tone is like I came out with this because I'm you know, they're doing this illegally and I was fearful about, you know, repercussions. That's why like I always think these these government officials that come out, there's this air of like still respecting the military like they're they're like, I don't want to say anything classified or like they're like, you know, this was a tough decision. Like, dude, I, if I was on his. PR team, I would be like, just come out and say, fuck these guys. They're doing, they're doing everyone a disservice. And I, you are the, you are the Mel Gibson Braveheart in this situation, yelling and rallying people against empirical overlords. Like take a stand, yeah. scream it from the mountaintops. I know it's tough. You had a long career in the military. You're dedicated, but at some point you got to. Yeah. Get rid of that shell. People latch just, onto that too. Nobody likes yeah. nobody likes a passive statement. No. Or a murky and, and statement. Somebody, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, he's probably protecting sources. He's probably like, I still want to get information, so I don't want to like throw anybody under the bus. But at this point, you just gotta be like, get all the information you can. Yeah. Get it out. Mm -hmm. Like parcel it out so people stay interested. I think that's what they're doing. That's a good PR tactic and just be like, fuck these guys. Mm -hmm. They're not doing their job. Like, I'm going to do it for them. Yep. You know, like that. It's a defiant tone, not a. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Like, yes. Uh, this is a hard decision. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. Coming out. Agreed. All right. 
Yeah, and I think what's the snack size bite? Is it uh, to get people interested? It's like they're aliens. We have alien craft, not UFOs. Confirmed. Say. Yeah. Colon. Like we have. Con- yeah. Col- al- confirmed colon. <laughs> okay, hit me. Hit me with your headline. Hit me with your headline. <laughs> Confirmed colon. A, uh, uh, otherworldly crafts have crashed on earth (laughs) love it done love it love it i would say um yeah confirmed colon i like that uh we would go like uh u.s government official confirmed there you go uh ufos are from aliens like i think not aliens extraterrestrials or Whatever. Yeah, whatever non, the PC term whatever. is these days. Yeah, yeah, like uh, from extraterrestrials. We are not alone, like confirmed. We are like, not alone, and, yes. And they know about us, yep. right? Yep, yep. Um, all right, well, I think it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. Like I said, it's not done. This story is going to be keep going. They're going to, they've alluded many times that they're just parceling out information. There's been a bunch of hints that they're like, there's more coming. There's more coming, and it's it's going to be big. So who knows, tipping point or not, I feel like uh, if you uh, – Okay, well, let's take bets. Let's take bets because – Oh, okay. Well, okay. Zach, you're saying that there is more to come, and this is going to be big. And I think that this story is just going to be overlooked. It's going to be buried. So? Yeah, I do. Okay. And I think it's because it went directly to a site that is notoriously pro UFOs anyways. Mm. So of course they're going to take this story and run with it. So, you know, in the coming weeks, it's like going, Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say in the coming weeks when we do our podcast recordings, let's make sure to take note of where we are with this UFO story. I will. I will absolutely do that. And I, I could not, I think your point is well taken. I hope it's not the case, but I do think it's like going Hunter Biden laptop evidence to Fox news. Like, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fox news is like, Oh, we found this hard drive of Hunter Biden. Everybody, even if it's true, everybody's going to be like, all right. I mean, even same with the Trump indicted news. It's like, Oh yeah, I got that from CNN or I I got that from all the left wing social media yep. sites. You're just going to roll your eyes and be like, yeah. it's just another drop in the bucket yep. that they've been uh, producing. I'm like, wasn't he yeah. already? Like, <laughs> wasn't, isn't yeah. Trump in jail? <laughs> That's my yeah, and then, and, But then you don't do any digging and you're like, <laughs> no. all right. Like, is I guess he's indicted, but I thought that happened yeah. last week and the week before that yeah. and the week before that. So this so. is maybe the same story where it's like, oh yeah, there's UFOs, but I thought we already knew that. I thought we already knew that 20 years ago, 30 mm-hmm. years ago, 40 years ago. What makes this different? What makes, yeah, what yeah makes what's it? interesting about mm-hmm. this? I see your point. Yeah. I see your point. I hope it's not the case. Maybe there will be some... Let's hope. I just think the big thing is, you know, if there is, if what he's saying is true, if they can get their hands on pictures, evidence, like, like you said, once you see the confirmed alien body, that'll shake you to your core. Right. And that is, that is the piece. That is the piece. Yes. All right. Well, Hey, fascinating. I think hopefully this, 
this will be fun for people interested in the subject to like watch how the two sides are going to be going at spinning this narrative back and forth to try to take control of it. Do you have any last thoughts, Caitlin? None. Uh, pictures or it didn't no. happen. Pixar it didn't happen. Mine is uh, if they are here, if they are confirmed, get me the fuck out of here. I've had enough of Earth. You know, just kind of like we can work remote now you know how about you've had enough of humanity not earth earth is beautiful save earth earth is beautiful i've had enough of humanity just get me out for a little bit like a little vacation Mm. two-week vacation to planet nebula whatever whatever you know just (laughs) send me off yeah you hear that send them off get him out of here we don't want him get me the fuck out of here all right bye well hey appreciate it we'll be back next week bye